Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late. The train's Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. It's Employee of the Month with Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Employee of the Month. And in this episode, I sat down with the um, remarkably talented Mitski. Rolling Stone named her one of 10 artists you need to know. And she was also heralded by Pitchfork and the New York Times. And once you hear her sing on this episode, um, she graciously, generously shared two songs. You'll see why um, she's such a beloved indie rock performer. Um, Her most recent album is called Puberty 2, and our interview was recorded live at Joe's Pub at the Public Theater. Enjoy. Hi, my name's Mitski. That's out of tune, but we're just going to deal with it. There's a party and we're all going and we're all growing up Somebody's driving and he will be drinking and no one's going back Cause we've tried hungry and we've tried full and nothing seems enough So tonight, tonight the boys are gonna go for more and more and more And I wanna love that falls as fast as a bar from the balcony and I want to kiss like my heart is hitting the ground I'm holding my breath with a baseball bat though I don't know what I'm waiting for I'm not gonna be what my daddy wants me to be smell that it's wet grass and smoke in my hair I think I've had enough But he wants a finale and I came prepared and no one's going back And I've tried sharing and I've tried caring and I've tried putting out But the boys, boys, boys keep coming on for more, more, more And change, change, change is gonna come but when, when, when And I wanna love that falls as fast as I'm from the balcony and I wanna kiss like my heart is hitting the ground I'm holding my breath with a baseball bat though I don't know what I'm waiting for I'm not gonna be what my daddy wants me to be not gonna be what my daddy wants me Hello, welcome. Thank this must you. be almost as exciting as doing the late show with Stephen Colbert. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. 
Um, I am thrilled to have you. And I wanted to um, start out by asking, so I grew up in DC and a lot of my friends have, they grew up having to travel all over the world. And so they have this love-hate relationship where they can't stop now as adults. Yeah. Um, and I know that you lived in, I think, believe 13 countries, I want to say. Something or like that, yeah. Yeah, Japan and Africa and, mm -hmm. and the US. And, um, and now you're touring all the time. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, I mean, I know in college you were in one place, but mm -hmm. for at least two years of it. Um, but yeah, what is your relationship like with home? It's, uh, well, I don't have one. Um, and for better or for worse, it means that when I go on tour, I don't miss anywhere. And I go and I go to a new place, and I'm like, okay, tonight this is my home, and I'm okay with it. So that's fine. It's just uh, it it I also don't have any grounding, so I don't have anywhere to go back to, um, which is sometimes very difficult. So yeah, love hate, as you said. Um, you have four albums. You had two during college, mm -hmm. junior and senior year, which is remarkable to anyone but you. I'm sure <laughs> you don't realize how phenomenal that is. Um, but what I was so intrigued with is you were playing piano and then guitar. I know that people can be m talented at more than one thing. I just don't have any talent. So <laughs> I think that's really extraordinary. Um, but I wanted to ask about, um, is songwriting different for you based on what instrument you're playing, or does that not even factor in? Um, a little bit. The thing is, when I write songs, it, the lyrics and the vocal melody come first. Because I moved around so much, um, I became very um, independent of things. I don't need, I feel like I don't need things to compose or to make something up, because I grew up very much in my own head. Um, so the, uh, I just write songs by thinking of the vocal melody and the lyrics, and then I just kind of take whatever instrument is around me and see how I can accompany that. Um. And what about um, collaborating versus solo? Like for the your second album, you had like a sixty-piece yeah orchestra. That was tough. Just trying to like trying to tell. The thing is, I wasn't um, paying anybody for that, so it was all favors. So it was like I had to do like sixty favors for people. <laughs> Um, so that was that was very time consuming, um, but it it and then after that I decided I didn't want to do that again for a while. Yeah. So, um, but it was it was what I was in school for. I was in music school and I kind of finagled it so that my albums counted as my junior and senior projects. So I was like, every time someone would be like, "What are you doing?" I'd be like, "You know, I'm working." Um, so you got credit for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fabulous and mm -hmm. duly deserve credit. Um, I, w I was just curious, like, because you can look back and I, I know so many people who are, I guess music is just very different. I come from comedy where you need an audience, mm -hmm. but you can be a phenomenal musician and not necessarily perform. Yeah. What do you get out of performing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think um, it's, it's a real job. So I get money out of it. That's that's a big thing. I think that's a big thing. Honestly, well, the thing is, I don't have, like you said, you you said yourself you don't have any skills. Well, I don't have any skills, actually. I've It's like a fake it till you make it situation right now. But so I, I kind of got to, to the point where I had to go to college, and then I realized, oh, I don't know how to do anything other than music, so I have to do this. And I was like, okay, how do I make money off of music? So then it ultimately came down to performing. And yeah. 
So it was just, it's always been like a, a um, out of necessity rather than, oh, I want to perform. Like if I could just live my life making music without performing in front of people and like pay my rent, that would be amazing, no offense, but. But, but there are also some perks, like you wrote on Twitter about um, being on Colbert and how you felt really good, like you didn't have this imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. For a moment. Um, oh God. Um, <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, especially with music where there aren't any, like, defined levels, like, you can't tell when you're being promoted. You can't tell when you're, like, better. You just kind of keep doing it. So there's this feeling of, like, do I deserve this? Am I a real musician? Like, am I actually good at this, or am I really lucky? But then um, for Colbert, what I did was instead of playing a set, I joined the house band that I'd never met before. And I like, I had 30 minutes or an hour to teach them my songs. And then it was like, go and live TV. And I was able to do that. And I was like, oh, maybe I am a real musician. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like with the accolade, you know from having no press and then all of a sudden having so much press yeah. that um, those things come and go. Yeah. I, I, I just don't, I really don't read any of the reviews or press anymore because it just takes you up and down and you, yeah. can't, you can't keep doing that to yourself. I mean, you can enjoy the good ones. I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll find the good ones and send them to you. Okay, good. And there are <laughs> so many that are good. But I, I, so I, some people are very zen like yourself about it. Um, I kind of enjoy the good ones because I'm like, oh, there's enough of a schlep and there's right, enough like, of a Right, like, oh, I'm so good. Yeah. 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 You need those, those moments. Mm -hmm. um, and partly, the, the, one of the many things, I, I love what you write on Twitter, actually. You really, I know it's sort of an opposite because oh it's not yeah. your profession. Um, but um, one of the things I've really been impressed with is how you talk about sort of the f what I call a fetishization of poverty <laughs> and um, of struggling. Yeah. You know, and you, you are really recommend that people don't do that, mm -hmm. it seems. Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. I came from kind of a punk background where I played basements, and it was very noble to, like, be a bartender and then, you know, play shows uh, strictly to your local friends. Um, but I just, I'm so, I'm always thinking about when I'm 50 and I have that's cancer. Really, that's really or, old. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I don't, I'm, oh, my God. I'm 26 years old. Yeah. This is the oldest I've I, ever been. So, yeah. um, so I, I keep, I just like, I think I'm just a very anxious person. I keep thinking about, um, what if I get cancer? What if, you know, um, my first house I ever buy, like, um, catches fire and I didn't do insurance right because I never understand those things. And just like, what if I didn't pay my taxes right when I was 18? I didn't know what I was doing. And so they come back like 20 years later and they seize all my things. I just think about all these things. So I'm like, I need to be able to like have music be my real job. I can't, I can't like wait tables and then do music part time because it's what I really, really love to do. I can't just like... You want to follow your dreams. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you ha every adult person has to work and has to like engage in capitalism. So you might as well do what you're good at or what you love to make money. And I know this is um, going to sound obnoxious, but even if you're 50, you can do <laughs> what you love. <laughs> I, I can vouch for that. Um, 
I want to ask you, because you said you were really good at figuring out mixed breeds, so yes. I don't ever want you to quit your day job because you are a remarkable singer and songwriter, and I really love your music. Thanks. Um, I got you, um, I know that you work on your own, you're solo, but yes. I got you Feminist Fight Club, which is an, an <gasps> office you. manual survival kit, uh. because I do think it's very helpful, and you are young and, and, and relatively young. And, um, <laughs> and I, I found it really helpful at any age, but I, okay. I, I love that there are fight moves included. Thank you. Because um, you are in a very boy industry. And I also got you from my people to yours, from Russ and Daughters. Um, yes! Some delicious <gasps> babka. Oh, yes. I love chocolate so much. A notebook, because um, I hope you continue to write. Oh, thank you. Um, and you can take it on, on tour. Yeah. Would you guys like to hear another song from the wonderful and talented Mitski? Thank y'all for being here and for listening. Not even a star, but awake at night. 
That's it for this episode. Isn't she a beautiful singer and a completely lovely human being? I know. Um, hope you have a good day and hope this one, this episode made it a little bit sweeter. Thank you to Alex Siner for editing this together. Thank you to Russ and Daughters for sponsoring us. Thanks to all of you for listening. And if you can, please donate employeeofthemonthshow.com. It goes directly to production costs. And um, otherwise... Enjoy yourselves. Listen to Mitski and some write some songs of your own. Or listen to them and write poems of your own. Even haikus. Whatever it is that makes you happy. <laughs>